Hey there, you great, big, beautiful 3C Mayors. I'm Tom Bryson. This is Comcast. We're on the road, heading to Fort Worth again. It is July. It's Texas. It's a balmy 102 outside, but where it's cool is inside the Bob Schieffer College of Communications at Texas Christian University, where it is CPC week at TCU. That's right. Certified Public Communicator Week, the one week out of the year, much like Christmas, where public communicators all over the country decide whether they've been naughty or nice and gather in Fort Worth to learn all about their trade and how to do it better. We're going to go talk to them and find out all about it. This is Comcast. Come on in. Um, the Certified Public Communicator Program has been terrific. I've learned so much from all the instructors that have been at the program, but then also being able to go back to my directors and my staff and work with them on the crisis plan that we put together and ensure that we all know what we're going to be doing um, in the event of a crisis and um, the categories that we'll be put into um, so that everything runs smoothly. So I'm a 19-year veteran of public information, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to get when I came here, but it was like drinking from a fire hose that first year. Uh, I came back with so many new ideas and so many different ways to look at doing public information that was much more strategic than what we were doing. Putting our plan together has really helped us focus our department, so much so that I am sending my entire team through CPC over the next two to three years. I think for me, um, in the job that I do for the city, I wear a lot of hats and CPC has helped me be strategic. Teaching us about strategic plans, about planning, a lot of what we're talking about is the steps that you take before you implement makes you think about something totally differently. So it's really helped with process. Well, I'm not formally trained in communications. It's very much been learned on the job training that I've had. So it's been nice to come here and get some more formal education. And also it's helped reinforce what I've learned on the job. And it's made me be able to better organize my thoughts and have a better plan. The CPC program has been very beneficial in that it is reinforcing early communications education that I received in my undergraduate, but it's information that I can take back immediately and apply to my position as a management assistant doing internal communications for the town of Highland Park, as well as community, community engagement and assisting our DPS's PIO. Um, the CPC program has created a great network, a support network for me. I can reach out to any of my cohorts and even the advisors and teachers here. It's a very warm and welcoming program and I, I suggest everyone take it. <laughs> the CPC program at TCU is now 11 years old. That's hard to believe. But it's all due, uh, in, I'm just going to say in large part, but almost in, in an exclusive part, to Dr. Jackie Lambiez, who is the Executive Director of Certified Public Communicator Program here at TCU. And she joins us now. Jackie, thanks so much for taking the time. It is obviously a labor of love for you, but can you believe that it's been this long already? No way. I can't believe it. You know, we started in 2013 and we graduated that first cohort the next year in 2014. And uh, the time has really just flown by, but it's been so much fun having all these wonderful professionals on our campus. And so, uh, like you said, it's been a labor of love. It's been a lot of fun. And hopefully there's been a lot of learning here at TCU. 
And now, and let's go back even further though. The original idea for this thing formed good 14, 15 years ago, something like that. Did you ever believe at that point, or, or let, me, let me rephrase that. What did you see at that point that led you to believe that this was a good idea to bring to, to fruition? One of the biggest parts was just having these great partners. And so our first partner was Tamio, the Texas group, and they were all on board and they sent a lot of their members to that very first cohort, which gave us sort of, um, for lack of a better term, a bunch of guinea pigs for us to try this program on. So that support was invaluable and I don't know that the program would exist except for them. But at the same time that was going on, we began making connections with 3CMA and I went very early and had been speaking already at 3CMA conferences. So those connections helped us as well. We began to work very quickly with NACIO, the National Association of County Information Officers. We worked with a Texas school group here. And so um, those four partners really made all the difference. They helped us understand what people needed to know, and they, they gave us people and sent people here who trusted us to give them a great experience. And so without all of that great input and those partnerships, uh, it wouldn't have been possible. And in 11 years now, there's always a waiting list. There's a waiting list. We had 40 people on the wait list for this summer, 2023. <laughs> And a lot of those people have already joined the 2024 group for next year, and that group is already closed. And so we've had wait lists probably for about the past seven or eight years, but oftentimes those wait lists were just a handful of people. Now those wait lists are gargantuan and we're closing a whole year ahead of time. And so we're thinking about, you know, how can we add capacity? Maybe how could we use an application process and some other ideas to do some enrollment management, can we expand the program? So those are some discussions we're having with our board right now. Now, how would you say the program has really evolved over the past decade or so? Obviously, it started in one place, but as things do, uh, you tend to add to them as uh, you discover what works, what doesn't, things like that. How is it different today than it was uh, when it first started? We have this really interesting crisis scenario that we're using in the second summer when people come back with us before they graduate. That's different than what we started off with. And so we've developed that over time to make that as valuable as possible to people. We have brought in different and new topics. And so one of the topics that we've been covering over the past several years, and we actually have three speakers this summer, is on change management. And so what we know about organizations is that it's hard to enact change. And it's not just communication that brings about change. And so what are the other elements along with communication do organizations need? So we're talking about that. Of course, we've always had some DEI topics and, and um, ideas within the program, but we're spending a little bit more time on that and ensuring that organizations are thinking about that as they're doing outreach to audiences. Are they listening to everybody in their communities? Who might they not be reaching? and maybe reframing their mindset away from those people are hard to reach to wait a minute, we're not doing a very good job reaching out to those people. So, so some of those are some of the new ideas that are infusing the program with some energy um, and some great ideas and wonderful application by the students in the program. Now the first summer was uh, nothing but Texas people. That's correct. Since then, obviously it has been a big mix of uh, people from around the country. Um, have you found any differences in the way people operate or do people typically communicate the same wherever they're from? I think
think there may be some differences in different parts of the country. Sometimes the form of government itself is quite different. And so people are maybe under different strictures or guidelines or laws within their states or in their communities. But I think in the main, most people are working on some of the same things, working with some of the same levers, the same tools. And so um, people are pretty similar across the country. We're all trying to work in a very difficult space sometimes, a challenging space, but also a very rewarding space. And I think those are the elements that make a lot of what we teach sort of universal across people, whether they're from California or Georgia or Minnesota. Uh, we've got people from everywhere and they bring great ideas from around the country and that just makes the program even better. Did you anticipate the program being this successful? I'm not really sure I did. I mean, I, you know, when we first set it up, it was like, wait, we've got to have at least 15 people for this thing to pay for itself and to be able to go forward. So how do we make it sustainable? And of course, that was our first goal is how do we just get 15 people to sign up? And the first year we had, I think, 28 people and that seemed a little bit too big. And so we ratcheted that back to 25 and we've kind of ratcheted up a, a person or two to make sure we got people in that we needed to. But um, so the fact that we have more than double the size of the program on the wait list or something like that just is really pretty dreamy. And at this point, this is still the only program of its kind for public sector communicators in the country, right? It's the only one that I know about. There's a lot of programs with certifications for strategic communication in general, no matter what type of industry or organization you're working for. As far as we know, this is the only one for public communicators. A lot of what we do, almost everything we do, is dedicated to using case studies and examples from that sector. So we're always looking at cities, counties, school districts, and other public sector agencies. And so those examples are extremely relevant to the students in the program. Now, you have recently retired from day-to-day -day teaching. Congratulations. Uh, but you're not going anywhere as far as this program goes anytime soon, right? That's right. I'm going to be involved in the program as a director or co-director through 2025, and I hope to teach in the program after that um, if they need me and I'll continue to enjoy working with these students. I'm still going to be continuing my academic research with a couple of wonderful colleagues here, including Dr. Ashley English. And so that work will go forward. We're spreading the word in communities. We're trying to do rapid cycle research so that we can share it with practitioners as quickly as possible, in addition to getting it published later on in a journal. So um, we really love having that connection with the professional community, and I wanna keep that up as long as I'm able to. Outstanding. Dr. Jackie Lambates, thank you so much for everything you do for 3CMA and for CPC. No, thanks for having me. The weather in Fort Worth hasn't been um, all that terrible this year. Last year it was a little um, hotter, but um, it's just hot and humid and that's okay. It is incredibly hot here, but this year is better than last year. Last year, I think it was 116. It's only been 108 this year, but it's worth it. The class is worth it. And how's the weather in Fort Worth compared to South Texas? Um, it's hot both places. It just feels like you have a warm blanket wet blanket on you in South Texas, so. It's super hot, but it was worse last summer. I will take this summer any year over last year. <laughs> it's hot <laughs> and muggy, but it's Texas. 
All total with those graduating this week, nearly 300 people are certified public communicators. Thanks to Dr. Jackie Lambiase and the program here at TCU. That's going to do it for this edition of 3CMA Comcast. For everyone here at the CPC program at TCU and at 3CMA, I'm Tom Bryson. Thanks very much for being with us. We'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.